Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. As we get into it, welcome to the Master of None. This is a special month as we are working to get to our goal. So what are we talking about tonight? Well, I have an interesting topic I would like to caveat after yesterday. If you didn't listen, I actually did a podcast with my brother where we kind of went into details, depths, and have kind of an open dialogue about UFOs and aliens and different things taking place. Um, so with today, within the last hour, there's been a Reddit posted that's indicating that there would have been potential aliens or EOB sources working on a lab within Maryland. Now, it's a relatively detailed post, so I'm going to get into it and provide you some insight. So let's go ahead and get into it. So as we get into this, it's really important to understand that there's a lot of layers to it. Um, and, you know, whenever you're looking at posts on Reddit, it's really interesting. So this post has gotten a lot of traction in a relatively time. It was posted one day ago. And the title of it is from the late 2000s to mid-2010s. I worked as a molecular biologist for the National Security Contractor in a program study for EX Biosphere Organisms, or EBO. I will share with you a lot of information on this subject. Feel free to ask questions or ask for clarification. So from there, this is really blown off, and it's really interesting because whenever we look at this story, it's kind of broken down into these points. So whenever we look at it, it's really important to, to take this information with a grain of salt, obviously, as it relates to Reddit, but there's some interesting points in it. So I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit of it for you just to give you some insight. So it goes from the late 2000s to the mid 2010, I worked as a molecular biologist for a national security contractor. The name of the program was to study geomes for these alternative OCB studies and DNA sequences. So the way it goes is this gentleman is indicating that he had his PhD and he was at a conference and he was giving a presentation. While giving a presentation, he interacted with a researcher and that researcher and him created a relationship where he was offered a job. Um, as a result of being offered a job for this defensive defensive for the defensive contractor studying labs, he really didn't get a lot of information. And he says he went through four interviews and the interviews were a little bit, um, how to say, like they weren't very focused on science. And by the fourth interview, he was given an NDA to work within this environment. Now, whenever it goes from there, he starts to talk about different aspects of working there, saying that the first week was really interesting because he was open to a lot of different databases about information as it relates to these EBOs. Now, in the article, he never calls them extraterrestrial. He's never referring them to as aliens. He's saying he's using this terminology, very technical terminology, indicating what it is. So these, these are all interesting points. Now, when we get into the information, it gets pretty... Um, it, gets, it actually gets really technical. So whenever we're looking at the technicality of it, it's going into a lot of depth understanding different aspects of 
where the lab was located. It's saying that the lab was actually located in Fort Detrick. And, and the reason why he's bringing a lot of this information to light is he thinks people should be given this information almost in a drip to understand that there's other things out there um, as it relates to extraterrestrials. Now, the thing that's really interesting about it is he's using the BSL-3 terminology so whenever we look at different labs or research labs, there's different classifications based on air, air flotation and cooling systems. So whenever we look at a lab, it's really important to have the, the right filtered processes in order to keep things contained or isolated if there's ever an outbreak or anything like that. In the higher level, it, it provides some more validity to it. Well, within this article, he's actually giving the type of lab that it is as it relates to the lab that is being talked about. Now, the lab that's being talked about is the, the Battalion National Biodefense Institute. Now, what's really interesting about this is it is located within um, uh, Maryland, and the home, actually Homeland Security runs it, but groundbreaking on it would have happened in 2006. So in some aspects, it kind of correlates with the time the timeline of being mid-2000s to late 2010. So that's a potential truth right there if we're trying to validate it from that aspect. So as the subreddit goes on, and mind you, it's really, really dense, so it's providing a lot of detailed information, potentially coinciding with what a PhD researcher would say, but what he's really indicating with it is he was actually overqualified for this position as a result of being overqualified and the nature of the security the security classification of it, he was given the project. Now, I already have issues with that, and I have issues with the NDA statement, and I can get into that a little bit more, but I want to give you a good overview of what he's indicating and saying before I provide some critiques. So whenever we look at it, um, you know, he's, he's getting into the information about it and how you look at the classifications of the labs, and then he kind of gets into different aspects of the genetics of the, EB, the, e, the EBOs. Now, whenever he's looking at the genetics, he's kind of describing them of not having a stomach, not having like a bottom, no reproduction organs, so which is really interesting. And the skin is gray, potentially synthetic. Okay. And as he's kind of describing the suit, you know, you're looking at three to five, you know, short alien, big head, um, large black eyes, the typical thing we see whenever it's drawn in, 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 in small mouth with no lips. Um, so whenever you look at that, first of all, it indicates that these, these alien creatures aren't eating, they aren't drinking, and they're, they're operating in a different way. So what happens, he said, is as he's going through the information, reading the reports about it, because he never interacted with any of these EBOs, he was more or less reading the data from it is kind of what I speculated. Or maybe there was some situations where he did interact with the bodies, I think, as it goes on. But one thing he kind of articulated is is that is the aspect of it. And it, and it is clear within the Reddit. Um, I'm just kind of jumping around a little bit. But I think probably where it gets really interesting is he's saying that there's four bodies being held in this lab. And it looks like they went through some type of fatal crash he says he's never seen a body that went through a motorcycle accident but he could assume it looked like that so whenever you look into it i think probably thing that sticks out immediately to me is 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 describing what the, the bodies look like which is interesting but 
we go back to the smell of pneumonia and burnt hair. Now, I talked about this yesterday about what happened in Brazil, Virginia, and they also described this similar smell, the smell that burns within your nose. So that's a data point we've heard before. So that's consistent as well. Something that people talk about a lot is smelling the smell of the extraterrestrial. And in the extraterrestrial they're describing in Virginia is similar to what's being described within this lab, but the eyes are black. Now, whenever they go through the autopsy, they indicate that actually the skin suit in a way is a synthetic suit that's protecting, um, it's, it's a form of protection. And if you look at the, the genome or you look at the DNA of it, it almost looks like it's been copy and pasted. And it looks like it's somewhere between animal, human, and other. So they have deep understanding of the DNA is what he's indicating within this information. Now he does get fairly critical or very technical when he talks about it. So much so that other geneticists on Reddit kind of chime in and indicate what he's saying does have some validity based on his technical jargon um so i mean i i I think from that aspect you know you you get kind of a good understanding of it i think from the smell and how it's being described and kind of really what they're describing is a gray alien so you know when we get into these aspects of it it's really giving the biology of of how the head is large oversized eyes a small navel or small nasal capacity with a small neck and a large head um and and when we look at it we've seen this before this is kind of the 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 general description of what an alien or extraterrestrial will look like um so i think what's happening within it is is people go into and ask questions like why aren't you telling arrow could you provide some information why you don't want to go with the government and he's saying that working or going with the government could potentially be a honeypot now, whenever we get into some aspects of some test, some technical questions, he's answering it. So for within it, you could look at the subreddit, and I can provide some information on it in the description. But he says, what about the HOX genetics and embryos? So the individual who worked on it said, this is probably presented in one way or another since EBOs have a definite body plan. Don't expect me to know every genetic aspect action, but more, we don't have ebns to work with so fatal maturity is a little exploratory so you're getting different aspects of that but what's really interesting too is i you know obviously you look at those questions but he's also saying too that there's potential proof within the information study that they have some type of ability to identify um that there is religion and culture tied to these 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 beings and he's saying that they have a different kind of a religion set where they're trying almost to get some level of enlightenment where they're able to obtain it in a very interesting way of almost reaching different spiritual planes of identifying different aspects of energy. Now, what's interesting is they said, too, that the eyes can look and see different strains of energy or at different ways. So a lot of great alien content on TikTok actually comes from JK Ultra. That's where this story originally came across my feed. And then I looked into it and read a little bit on Reddit. But I went ahead and I'm going to go have her come kind of give a description of aspects of the cultural religion and kind of giving an overview of that. He also said there was documents about their religion and culture. 
All of the specimens that he worked on were already dead. But he says his knowledge on this is only coming from documents and that the author of those documents allegedly worked directly with one of these beings while it was alive. And according to those documents, this is what their religious beliefs are. That a soul is not individual, but a characteristic of nature that expresses itself as a field. And this over time will gain complexity, which will eventually lead to sentient life. This leads to the field expressing itself through sentient life. Then those beings are able to influence the field back and create a loop. And when that field reaches a critical mass, that the very field itself and the sentient beings within it will reach apotheosis. So, I mean, you get like such a very interesting aspect from this subreddit. And obviously you're going to take it with a grain of salt. But going into the genetics, the microbiology, what they could potentially be, the location, the lab, cultural aspects and religion, depending on someone who was interviewed, the aliens when alive, it's, it's, it's all interesting. It's a very interesting story. Now, it's, it's tricky to find holes in it because he has the language, he has the documents or he or she and. And we look at it, we don't really know. I mean, if you could, you could have, now you could have chat GPT write something up like this. Now I've used chat GPT a lot, so I know it would take a while to create this document, but it could be created. Now, I think the weirdest part about it is necessarily not the UFO talk, but the barriers of entry for the job. I mean, he went on a couple, he went on four interviews and all he was asked to sign was an NDA. You think there'd be a higher level of classification or potentially different interviews or maybe in a polygraph or something that would have a little bit more meat for this story than an NDA. You know, that's that's one thing where it's like, so you just had four interviews um, and he said he never saw the people or interviewed him again. He was asked to sign an NDA and then all of a sudden he was giving this this document and text and information about the ufos and aliens now and, and like i said before i don't think he ever saw the aliens i think he's looking through documents and reports which sounds like david grush so i think it's a really well written reddit i think there's a lot of great information in it you know it's hard to say if it's real or not you know it's like these are the situations because the account was created it was deleted with an hour and we're kind of stuck with this information but whenever we can understand more about religion and culture aspects of aliens, if that's true, that's a new insight that we're not really getting. And obviously, um, you know, if, if you're a government entity, studying aliens is one aspect, but studying the technology is going to be a little bit more valuable. So I would have a hard time believing that these four bodies would just be in the Maryland lab. You know, like I said before, ground broke on it in 2006. So... He's saying mid to late 2010, so the timeline correlates, but then you'd have to move them there from somewhere. So all in all, just wanted to provide you with this story, some insight. Please let me know. I'm going to have a poll at the bottom if you think this story is real or fake. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll get back to you tomorrow.